Welcome back to the Wave Riders Podcast. Episode number two. This is Evan Z. And Ryan Stewart. This is the second half of our hang with drummer extraordinaire Andrew Boyle. Mm -hmm. In this episode, we talk with him about his kit that he brought in. We talk with him about his time recording with M83. We talk about studio time, recording, and we talk about what it means to communicate in the studio setting. We're on electric for this half, uh, which is a pretty different sound. I'm on a Gibson ES335, which is a semi-hollow guitar. Evan is very happy over on his (laughs) Fender Stratocaster, both of which we recently had worked on, so this was kind of... We were perfectly primed to just dig in as hard as we can, Mm -hmm. and it gets gets pretty intense and emotional in this second half. Be prepared to cry. (laughs) So... Thank you for listening to the Wave Riders Podcast. Please enjoy episode two. And we're back. Should we start with a little jamming? Since we have some new guitars? Yeah, let's do it. You go for it, man.
That was awesome. Yeah. Working up a sweat indeed. Man. That was that was was cathartic. (laughs) (laughs) I let it all out there, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Man, another thing I I want to do more of is is really getting stuff like that where it's just like a twelve eight. Yeah. Ooh, I like oh, that man. idea. Do the same song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Kill we, it. we were yeah talking about it earlier. So I just I, I recorded this one song with, with this album I'm working on right now, and it's just this super slow twelve eight groove. Oh, we're gonna have man. Corbin Jones put some oh, upright bass on it. Yeah. And it's just like I heard that, and ever since, and I'm like, oh, I just need to do more jams. Yeah. With yeah. That three feel and that, ballad, especially yeah, with the drums and the oh room. for sure. Yeah. Give, give us, give us a little. <laughs> come, on, come on, come on, we can get a little something out of you, right? Oh man, definitely. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> I was going to say, you don't, don't change it now. <laughs> nice, dudes. Yeah. There's that slow three. Hell yeah. Man, I'm curious how many ways there are to make a snare drum. You know, like what you're you're kind of using the snare at a lower volume, mm-hmm. but trying to still get that full attack from it, right? Right. Is that like a sound in itself, or is that just a way to like make it work at no, a lower volume? No, I mean, I think this is like a, a sound. You could play it, you know, a variety of dynamic levels. Like, do you ever like if you're yeah. doing like a loud tune? Would you still ever cover your snare with um, something? Probably not with that, um, because you do lose the attack, right? But that's a cool sound with mallets, yeah, because it's you know it's super soft. And then uh, you know the wallet helps take out some of the ring, and this has like a, a dampener built into it, oh. um, and it's a 1961 chrome over brass superphonic. So it just kind of oh. naturally does that anyway. That's his 1961 snare. Yeah, chrome over brass. It's like the holy grail of snare drums. Really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And it's right here in yeah, this room. Yeah, I think it's the most recorded <laughs> snare drum. Wow. Yeah, chrome over brass, superphonic. Damn, where'd you get it? Uh, Craigslist. Craigers. Yeah. I'm a big Craigers myself. Yeah, man. Oh, it's just uh, one of the best parts about LA. It yeah, really is a better Craigslist right. market in the world. For yeah. Musicians. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Especially for old old gear like that. Yeah, There's so right. much vintage stuff in this town. Yeah, I wish I was more into old stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was a deal though. Like, the guy didn't realize that, you know, he could have charged like eight hundred dollars for this drum. Oh, he just didn't know. Yeah, so I got it for I think like four fifty, which is right. which is great. I was stoked. Yeah, nice work. Yeah. Hey, I want to hear more about the M83. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's been cool. Um, So my friend plays in that band. Uh, He tours with them. He plays sax and keys. And uh, the leader of that band, Anthony, um, I guess does a lot of film soundtracks and stuff like that. So he was recording one in January and... He asked my friend if he knew any drummers in town, and he recommended me. And uh, so we did that session, um, and it was great. You know, like it was probably like eight cues, um, and he was expecting to go all day, and you know, we got it done in half a day. Um, so he was pretty stoked. I was pretty stoked. Um, and then, uh, like a month and a half later, he called me back to record the album. Um, so we just did that like two or three weeks ago. Um, and it was kind of a similar deal where, you know, um, we're supposed to do two days. And, oh man, at first it was such a headache because it looked like I wasn't going to be able to make it because I was supposed to go to Poland for a week with Jameson. Wow. And then that got canceled like three days out. Um, oh, that's a bummer. It was a drag, yeah. Um, but it's okay. I mean, yeah, it he sounds was, like it worked out. Yeah, it worked out because you know then I was available to do the whole M eighty three thing. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's do like Monday, Tuesday, and then we did it all on Monday, and it was done. Um, yeah, it was fun, man. It was cool. Nice, dude. Yeah, it's very cool, man. Yeah, and like if you listen to M eighty three at all, I mean. A lot of the drums in that music, uh, he's like pretty into epic Tom fills, you know, like borderline, like Phil Collins, mm. like in the air tonight. 
yeah. drum fills, you know. Super down. It was super cool, man. Um, That's going to be so fun to really kind of flex those. Dude, yeah. Like, when do you ever get to do that? Like, yeah. what gig In is like, oh, room. yeah, if you can just play like a three-bar or four-bar drum fill, like, leading into the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. It's like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're like doing the session and you're just trying to like feel, okay, like, what's the limit of like... Like, at what point am I overplaying, mm-hmm. you know? And you're, like, really sensitive to that, you know? Um, but you keep kind of pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. and um, You know, on one song, we did, like, a bunch of takes, you know, because he was, like, trying to figure out the part that he wanted, and um, the producer had some other ideas, so we did, like, a bunch of different kinds of takes on this song. Um and then I remember on the last one, they were like, okay, cool. Now just, like, we got all that stuff. Like, you know, we can make a comp out of those if we want. Uh, but on this one, just, like, go nuts. Like, do whatever you want to do. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and we just, we did that. And that ended up being, like, most of the the take that I think they're going to use. You know, they'll probably yeah. still comp some other stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's it great. No, that's, that's a classic strategy is make yeah. the last take. Just say, do whatever you want. So, because yeah. so many times when oh, you're recording right. something, you're thinking like, okay, trying to get them happy, trying to get them happy. Yeah. Were you in the other room where you couldn't hear them talk? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just waiting. Yeah, and then, exactly. And they're just like five minutes of conversation. It's like, oh, let's just do one more. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. The talk back would come on. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, so I think we like this. I think we don't like that. Uh, so let's try another one. You know. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, cool. Um, and obviously, like I'm dealing with learning the song, playing the drums, like executing all the ideas perfectly. Like anytime they'd give me a note, you know, it's like, okay, add that into the everything else you're list of things right. I'm trying to remember how to do on each of these takes, you know, including just like playing the instrument. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was great, man. It was super fun. It was like cool to work that way, you yeah. know. Um, and it's... Uh, the other thing too that's funny is like, you know, when you're dealing with like musicians of that caliber, if you make a mistake, they assume that something happened that was out of your control. Totally. Yeah, you know, they assume like they'll get on the talkback, like, "Oh, hey man, you got you got the click, like you're hearing everything," you know. Uh, and it's like, okay, great, like I'll take it. So you, you make know? up something that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the click needs to be yeah, right, a little right. louder next time. Yeah. It needs to be a little quieter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but it's great, you know. It's like whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, it's it's also the way of making sure of just politely saying you heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Right, 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 right. I remember, yeah, just having to even back in high school, and I'll just play a lot of standards, casual gigs. Yeah, we always had this one nice bass player, just always dragged, and I would always have to just be like during like the set, right? Be like, man, I feel like I'm really dragging tonight. Like, if you don't, if you don't mind, just kind of push me a little bit keep me going there because I didn't know how to be like right stop dragging right but you know I've actually totally changed on that because I've been in enough sessions where especially bass players to drummers like Mm. most commonly the bass player would just be like hey you're dragging Mm. and all the time the drummer is like oh thank you thank you you know like right you know I'm glad I heard that so as long as you yeah do it right it's better just to be blunt with it Yeah. yeah yeah definitely I think that I mean that's so much of I don't know. I mean, communicating with other musicians in a session is so 
such a big topic in and of itself. Oh my goodness. We do a podcast about that. But like, yeah. um, we, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Okay. But, uh, the, the other thing is, uh, you know, Anthony is French. Um, yeah. so, I mean, his English is great, but he's like a little bit of a language barrier and he's not a drummer. Right. Yeah. So communicating those things and like interpreting those things is like, I mean, it's such a huge part of the gig. You know, yeah. That's the that, skill. Yeah. Make them happy. Yeah. Right. Whatever input they give you. Right. And especially like when there's, there's an engineer that you have to kind of please, right? Cause he's trying to get the sound. Mm-hmm. So you have to like look at his mic setup and mm-hmm. look at the way things are going and like play in such a way that your drums are going to come across well, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's the producer and then there's the artist. And that, it, I feel like most of the time the producer and the artist are not a hundred percent aligned on, you know, their ideas, but you're working with both of them, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're almost having to play like some kind of psychology role, Oh, you know? That's, but yeah, yeah but it, it's fun, man. I love it. I, I always say like recording is 60% psychology and 40% music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. mostly about that. Yeah, because mm, for sure. You know, the, the same track could take 50 takes or mm-hmm. one take. Mm-hmm. And like it happens both ways. And it's so much nicer when it takes one take. Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, sometimes you just got to roll through a bunch of them, but just setting things up right, minimizing the amount of setup time, having the headphone yeah. mix dialed in. Right. We know that's what we try to do today is get as much stuff ready so that when you walk in, right. you don't have to get into that right. annoying technical yeah. mode. Right. Yeah. And then also being able to uh, adjust sounds like almost instantaneously. And yeah. do edits. Yeah. yeah, right. Just right away so they can yeah. hear it. Right. Yeah, when we when we were editing some stuff, it, I always run across the thing where it's like, you know, I can spend 30 seconds and make the edit perfect, find the mm-hmm. right point and find the fade. Or I can spend two seconds and just do like a little rough cut. And sometimes you have to just do the quick thing yeah. because if you wait that long, yeah. but then you know it's like, oh, but if it won't sound right. So if right. I play it now, they're going to be like, yeah. no. But if I took a little extra time, oh, they'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Right. So there's this constant yeah. you know, trade-off between right. when you're mm. showing something to someone, how how, how fine-tuned right. you get it. Do you yeah. want to knock it out one more jam? Yeah. Call it. it a day? Yeah. Love it. All right, man. What are we feeling? The last one. Feeling something driving. <laughs> Thank you.
And there it is. <laughs> that was a totally different feel than I thought would yeah. come over that riff. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's how I liked that one a lot. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was very apropos for the ending. It felt like a full circle. Yeah. Andrew Boyle, everyone. So good to have you here, man. Seriously, man. Thanks for coming in. You are quite the drummer. Oh, thank Let's you make this one a mini. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Stoked for the show. Yeah, dude. Thanks, yeah. man. Till cool. next time. I hope you enjoyed episode two of the Wave Riders podcast. If you did, please keep your eyes and ears out. Next week, we have another episode coming to you featuring Amy K. Bormit on the Wurlitzer electric piano. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss that episode. Amy is a blast. Not only is she incredibly talented and a great educator, great performer, but she's just hilarious. <laughs> so make sure that you subscribe wherever you digest your podcast, whether that be YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, you know the deal. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>